Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Forex Formula Radio, a podcast for real estate agents looking to learn the secrets required to build the dream real estate business. I'm so happy you're here today. This is a special episode. It's a little bit longer than normal. I had a unique opportunity to record a podcast with my friend, Everald Reed from Ontario. Everald comes from the car industry and he wrote a sales book called The Reed Method. The Reed Method is literally turning the car sales industry upside down and rebooting how dealerships should serve their clientele. Everald Reed is a personal friend of mine and we had a history of collaboration on a project that I was working on a few years ago when I owned a brokerage. He is highly creative and operates with the utmost integrity. I'm so thankful that we're able to record this two-part episode together. We have literally witnessed each other at our lowest times and kept in touch as we reestablished our successes. And now we both have the same heart to give back to our industries. It's so cool that we're on the same path and he lives literally on the other side of the country. Anyway, have a listen And you'll get some cool insights on our philosophies, strategies, and how we want to affect change in our industries. I'm here with Everald Reed, the writer of the book, The Reed Method. Everald, we we go back quite a ways, don't we? Quite a ways. And and unbelievable that we are in a familiar place, that we were, we had a a few meetings and get-togethers seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was, uh, I love Chilliwack, so I'm glad to be back. Yeah, that's exciting. We, uh... Um, when you told me you're coming out here um, to do some training, I thought, man, we got to get together. We got to make sure we get together and we got to record something because I know your story mm-hmm. and you know my story a little bit. Yeah. And for us to be able to talk about that, I think it's going to be valuable for whoever's listening and your audience, especially. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, man, you have done a lot, my friend. <laughs> you have an amazing audience. What is it? hundred countries yeah there's definitely over 100 countries listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. uh thousands of listeners but the core countries Mm -hmm. are the united states canada Mm -hmm. uh great britain jamaica where i'm from Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and then a few other countries uh that are in the top 10 but you know u.s and canada for sure yeah yeah so no, so it's good to be back, and uh, I, I know you back in the day as a as a big time. We we, we both are hustlers. We both I know <laughs> yeah. work really hard, right? Yeah, to to get to get to where we want to be, and you know we've yeah. both had successes. We both have setbacks, failures. Mm-hmm. But as we were talking off off the mic, that's how you learn. Yeah, I don't think there is any shortcut. Yeah, on the path to success, you know. And I, I look back twenty two years in the business now. Um, I'm in real estate for all of the Reed Method listeners. I'm in real estate and uh, I'm creating a course called the 4X Formula and I'm in the middle of it right now. So as of this recording, I actually don't really have a following or anybody that cares (laughs) whether or not what I say at this moment. But um, I am building that right now. and, And I do believe, you know, 22 years, you go through a bunch of stuff. And I literally in my life, like financially, had three start overs, like literal starting from nothing all over again business money everything so here we are today and real each, stories folks yeah this is real stuff real, like you know yeah. we're not coming from a place of you know talking from a high horse or i'm a multimillionaire. do what i do i'm a superhero yeah. no fame or wealth i am i am such a testament yeah <laughs> to anybody can do it if i can do it you can do it kind of thing and um and that's the thing the reason we really uh, liked working together and, yeah. and and grown to be friends is because we 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 share a same mindset as far as but we're not willing we're okay with failing yeah 
And I think that's huge. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think we both realize that it's uh, failure is, is, is almost a fundamental part of the success path. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't go out to fail, but, you know, a lot of the top super achievers will say that you know, fail often and fail big because that's how you absolutely will learn what yeah. it takes to be a super successful uh, person. So we both have failed big. We both have sit failed multiple times, but none of us have used the failure as this big, oh my God, here we go again. The world's coming to an end yeah. moment. It, it's all about realization and okay, mm -hmm. what did we learn from that? Number one, mm -hmm. how could we make it better? How can we, what can we change about ourselves, mm -hmm. right? What have we absolutely learned? How can we affect other people? Mm -hmm. And here we are six years later, uh, I think last time I saw you was six years ago, six or seven, and here we are again. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. I always say, um, if you're going to fail, fail forward, you know, fail forward. A at least you get up again, you're a little bit ahead. Yes. And, you know, and who we, who we need to become sometimes, and, and we can't necessarily determine that. No. Right? Like, who, how are we going to paint the picture? <clears throat> but let's face it, we're all rough around the edges. We all need to be smoothened out a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. And, and that's part of what we go through in life. And I think in order for us to influence people in a positive way and, and be able to give back and turn around and go, hey, guys, I've been down all the wrong paths. Yeah. I've been all over the forest. Yeah. I found the right path. Let me help you through that. And we can get you through a lot quicker. Yeah. We can, we can help you avoid some of these other paths. We can get you thinking the right way so that when you go through the path, you can handle it properly. It's not going to be perfectly paved. No. It's not going to have all these nice little light bulbs. It's not going to be a bunch of people standing along the side of the path cheering you on yep. going, I hope you succeed so much. Yeah. There's not that going to be happening. It's not all roses. Yeah. I, in fact, I think it's quite the opposite. And what, what, <laughs> what, I've, what I've learned, you know, writing this book taught me a lot. Mm. It, it taught me that not everybody is going to cheer you on like you were just saying. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants you to succeed, in my opinion, because I, I saw some people who were downright jealous. Mm -hmm, sure. and, and I'm not afraid to say even where I work, because mm -hmm. the, the things that they would say to you mm -hmm. was discouraging. Mm -hmm. Most people would encourage you. Mm -hmm. Most people would be, you know, wanting to help you. When is it? When is the book coming out? Mm -hmm. when, when is the next podcast? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and then there's always the few that will try to put you down. So you have to, uh, you know, realize that that's going to be a part of your success is, sure it is. to block out all that neg negativity, mm -hmm. block out the naysayers. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and and even even today, Tiger Woods winning the Masters again is a, is is almost an example of well, mm. it it is a clear example <laughs> yeah. of massive failure on mammoth scale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In many ways, you know, family, financial, mm -hmm. you know, professional, mm -hmm. personal, mm -hmm. and to come full circle to to win a, a major that everybody wrote him off from. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 another way. It's another message about success is really not listening to the people. And you have to be strong. You have to have your core supporters. You know, whether it be your family. You know, and I know you you and your wife and family are very close. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to have your beliefs, right? Yes. Those personal beliefs, and because that's what carries you through. Sometimes when you're in the car driving by yourself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, between appointments, what are you actually yeah. thinking? Absolutely. Right? I did a podcast recently called self-doubt versus why not me and the you got to have that why not me the thing is 
when we look at the people that we believe are successful, mm -hmm. right? And there's so many different ways of social media can kind of skew that a little bit these days yeah. too. Like people are really just showing one kind of part of themselves. So we can get fooled by that. We can kind of go, oh man, that guy is just so amazing. Yeah. But he's just showing that part of him, right? We don't yeah. know all parts you don't know of the We don't know the struggles yeah. he's going through. We don't know the challenges and the self-doubt and all those things and all those voices that are in his head, right? Mm -hmm. And and we all have it. But at the end of the day, everybody puts their pants on the same way. Yeah. Everybody gets up. They look in the mirror. They figure out how they got to do their hair. They, everybody's got to go through that stuff. Yeah. And no one is, is born with extra advantages over you you got it within you right yeah. now today today you just need to develop it you know and what you talk about is uh when you mentioned everybody's born a certain a certain way and you don't really know what's behind the faces mm -hmm. you know that you see on social media or on the screen mm -hmm. it reminds me of when i was interviewing les brown and mm -hmm. i did not know like this episode that i did with him was supposed to be 30 minutes it went on for an hour and 10 minutes yeah so we ended up having to split it in two yeah. episodes and what we learned about him was I don't think half the world knew mm. because we were having a conversation on, on the show and it led to such it led him to talk about and to share so many personal mm -hmm. um, parts of his life, mm -hmm. you know, about the fact that he was battling cancer for 21 years and he's got, you know, kids that are sick and this mm -hmm. and that. And he took it. It was so personal, mm -hmm. so down to earth that. You know, he actually got very emotional on the show, which I did not expect. Mm. Right? Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 like I was literally sitting there in shock. Yeah. You know, interviewing him. And here um, you are. You're think you're interviewing a superhero, yeah. basically, right? And here I'm thinking I'm interviewing <laughs> the guy's. He's a multi-millionaire, yeah. many times over. And he's just a guy. He's traveled the world. He's spoken mm -hmm. to millions of people. Mm -hmm. He's got 1.4 million Facebook followers but he's still a human being with problems. Yeah. Just like the rest of us. Sure. You know, so yeah. so you just don't know. That's so encouraging. And, and yeah. you know, like I, I know the days um, when we were working on some stuff together and, and we had these ideas and we had these dreams. And, yeah. and, and you know, they didn't work out like no. in, in some ways and, and for lots of different reasons or yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. But I don't think at, at any point in that, even when we were going through stuff, it's, it's funny audience whoever's listening just so you guys know we all went or Everald and I went through some stuff like financial harsh stuff um we're not going to get into on this episode but at the same time yeah pretty well yeah and uh and we and we both kind of recovered from that so there was that little bit of time that we kind of had to go through what we had to go through but you know at the end of the day here you are you've written a book you're helping hundreds of thousands of people now yeah People are listening to your podcast. You're giving value now. You're, mm -hmm. you, these people are now going, my goodness, this is stuff that I needed. Like you're helping yeah. me now. So you ha you you went through that, but you've turned around and you went, this is not just about me anymore. No, no. And even part of my therapy, so to speak, my yeah. self therapy is sure. actually now writing. It's actually creating good content. It's actually giving back and helping people. Mm -hmm. I, I find that that, keeps me focused on the bigger picture mm -hmm. while I'm, you know, overcoming adversity, uh, whether it be family health situations, whether it be financial situations, mm -hmm. you know, you got to have a go-to mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. something. So for some people, it's sports, working out, for mm -hmm. some, you know, it's different things. Mm -hmm. For me, I think you and I have kind of found our calling mm -hmm. or, or purpose, so to yeah, speak. I believe that. And I think that purpose largely is about we have 
we have actually overcome so much in different parts of the world. I mean, mm -hmm. we live on two different coasts in Canada, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. Like people imagine that to, to get from, you know, and it's not even the entire country, to get from almost the middle of Canada to one coast is still a five hour flight. <laughs> it is a long time and, yeah. and three hour time difference. Yeah. Um, but but I think we've, 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 the thing about what I always admire about you and your family is authenticity. And that's a word mm -hmm. that I use a lot in, in what I teach, because if, if you're going to be successful, you have to deliver value. Mm -hmm. You have to be authentic and you have to deliver what I, what, you know, and build those Raven fan clients. That's, mm -hmm. that's how you build a Raven fan clients is obviously deliver value, mm -hmm. be authentic. And I've always found that, that you and your family have always been that, you know, regardless of your successes, or highs or lows, you've never really changed who you are. No, you know, so. yeah, and other than just figure out things you need to fix and yeah, and you know, and find patterns that maybe we all get into them, right? Like we we we, whatever was going on in our past, or you know, things that were said to us when we were four years old, to a teacher that spoke to us in grade two, to mm -hmm. you know, some friends that we had when we're going through puberty <laughs> and all, and all yeah. those insecurities that you're going through and, and things that were said or yeah. a girl that turned you down when you asked her to dance or whatever it is, like all these little nitty gritty things and yeah. they all build up to ma a makeup of all of a sudden who, who you are. Who, you, who you've become, absolutely. And and so you're sitting there and you're going, well, this is who I am right now. Like, So what ends up happening is, is we have some habitual patterns in there and even habits that we don't even know we have, right? And sometimes we need to get rid of some habits and replace them with some new habits. Yeah. But until we start to look internally into yeah. ourselves, and it's hard to do. Yeah. It can be ugly. Oh, right? absolutely. <clears throat> Sometimes some of these um, realizations come and smack you in the face really, really hard. And one of the things I've learned is not to really ignore yeah. uh, the minute details because the details matter and uh, the details is just like any other self-discipline or any other discipline, whether it be working out, mm -hmm. you know, your diet or your work habits mm -hmm. or paying attention to financial details. If you don't, it'll come biting the ass in a big way. Mm -hmm. So we, we've all learned from all of that. And I think we've now, at, we're now at a place where we're saying, okay, so what do we do with this now? And the book was a result of me wanting to do much more than what I was doing. Yes, I could earn a uh, multiple six-figure income selling vehicles or selling whatever yeah. advertising, but that wasn't all mm -hmm. that I wanted. That, as a matter of fact, that, that was boring to me, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. It was, okay, with, with 30 years almost experience now, what do you do with this experience? Mm -hmm. What do you do with 25 years experience? Mm -hmm. you, you, don't, you don't just sit there anymore. You do something with it, yeah. And and, and what, that's what we're trying to do is to develop, which we have fortunately developed courses, and we're developing a lot of different content to give back to people based on real life experiences that yeah. we've multiple times gone through. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. You know, I I actually did car sales. I don't know if you knew that or not. I think back in my day, back in vaguely yeah, early nineties. Yeah, it's yeah. a long time. Ago. I know that's when I started too. <laughs> but yeah, I worked with uh, in a Chrysler dealership, and uh, we. I remember back then it was all about the ups. Yeah, and it was all about you know getting the deal done. You know, it got down to the numbers, and it got that you know, and the, and the, and the competition of that. There's always that board of who's got the top sales. Yeah, I don't remember ever thinking at that time mm -hmm. in my early, 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 early life involved in sales, I don't remember ever thinking of the buyer of a car as a client. Mm -hmm. And 
I was listening to one of your podcasts recently, and you were talking to Ryan Holtz. Um, Holtz, yes. 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 And when you were talking, you were using the word client. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about selling 200 cars a year, and he mm-hmm. was he was all impressed with that. And he dwelled yeah. on that for a little while. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he goes, "How do you find time to do anything else?" I go, yeah. "Trust me, I don't know either." <laughs> yeah, but it came down to systems. Yeah, it came down to he was talking about throwing the ball ahead, and people get. But um, but the idea of treating uh, your clients like clients, telling them when it was time yeah. to make a move up to the next vehicle yes. and, and building value into that. The client thing was huge with me because you're selling a product. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get around it. You're yes. selling a product. Yes. Our business, a little bit different in the real estate business. In my mind, and I say this to people all the time, I've had people come in and talk to me. Oh gosh, I don't know if I could be a salesman. I'm like, fantastic, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't want any salesmen. Exactly. You know? I want I want people who develop relationships with people, yeah. who become an advocate for the general public, yeah. somebody that's in their corner. Yeah. We're going to find solutions for those people, and we're going to make them happy, and we're going to help them make a great decision. Right? Yeah. And <clears throat> it was after a returning, after I left uh, the advertising business that we were in, and. Um, I went back to the automotive space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, it was a big eye opener for me because I went back and I'm like, this this actually frankly sucks. The way that they <laughs> still do business. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's like they had these really ultra modern facilities and they had the, you know, cars had all the new technology, mm-hmm. smartphone technology, the marketing is yeah. all different now. But the sales process was still in the 1970s. Yeah. And I'm like, I said to myself, there's no way. I'm waiting for clients to walk through the door. Yeah. I'm too old for that nonsense. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not that guy who's going to sit there and wait for people to, to come in. So I, I started, I, you know, and this bugged me to this day because I was asking for the database. I was asking for some portfolio to manage mm-hmm. and they wouldn't give it to me for like months, mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. until the dealerships, there were two dealerships. They were not doing well. They were, they were actually yeah. losing salespeople losing clients from the portfolio like crazy because the portfolios from both dealerships were not being managed. And I saw that from day one. Mm. And I said, give me, let me clean that up and I can help you to turn things around. And literally after that, that's what they did. Yeah. And I created systems. Mm -hmm. I created systems and I didn't know in the very beginning what this reaction would be. I knew what the result could be but I didn't know why. Yeah. Right. And so I thought, okay, uh, they had a system where they would send out renewal letters or upgrade letters six mm-hmm. months in advance. And then it became a year in advance. Mm-hmm. But when I sent out those letters for six months and one year renewals, there, there was immediate response from clients. But what I learned from the responses over thousands now, I think I've done about 10,000 letters, if not more. Wow. Over different campaigns, like three or four a year. Yeah. What I learned initially from those clients is that the, re- the reasons we thought we were marketing to them and the reasons that they were actually changing cars mm. is totally not the reason they were actually doing it. That's interesting. Yeah. We, we mm. thought, okay, let's, let's, let's upgrade a client because we can give them a lower payment or we can give them more car for the same payment or we can give them more features, more safety, more technology. Right. You know, and they'll pay only $50 more a month. And what I learned from that was it wasn't, it, that may be the reason they come in, they react, mm-hmm. 
but they would all say, oh my goodness, we didn't know we could do this early. We could, we didn't know we could upgrade our lease. Mm-hmm. Half of them didn't know. Right. And then they also said our circumstances, it was all circumstances. People's lives change. Sure. So it was their circumstances that was driving them to come in, whether it be, you know, kids off to college, you know, a, yeah. a baby coming into the family. Okay, another driver. Kids now got 16, got a, got a driver's license. Yeah. Needs, needs another car. Moving, you know, divorce. Everything. Yeah. It, it was a lot of circumstantial um, decisions. So how do you become top of mind when these life changes happen? From the client's perspective, like in making sure that you're top of mind with them. With them, okay. When those changes happen. So, so yeah. here's what happens. Yeah. And then, then this was also the, 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 the second thing we learned. In, in the research, and it was research that I did, which is actually in the book, is while you're learning that, that okay, it's not about the decisions you think about them saving them a penny on, on their payments, it's right. about circumstances. The second is to stay in what's, what's called consideration mindset. Okay? Right. okay. So by communicating with these clients, whether it be a, via email two or three times a year, whether it be via an upgrade letter two or three times a year or whether it be phoning them or meeting them in the service department or whatever business you're in it doesn't matter yeah if, you know real estate you know talking to them once or twice a year yeah going out taking them out to an event it's to stay in their mind it's yes. to be in consideration so when the time comes for them to make a decision the person that they're going to most likely call first is the one that they've, they've actually been in touch with Absolutely. Because they're obviously more comfortable already. Mm-hmm. So so this has now come full circle where a good 60% of our clients, if you don't call them now in two years to upgrade their cars, they're like, what happened? So now it's become an expectation. Mm-hmm. And most actually like it. So what's happening is you're actually training yeah. your consumers. A hundred percent. They now, they've now come, you know, to expect a new car every couple of years, mm-hmm. every 18 months. They mm-hmm. like it. It's now become this habit of, if you solve this problem and you just call me and say that the problem is solved or, yeah. you, and you get to know, you almost get to intimately know your client's personal situations to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. you're doing, it's an individual CM, you know, uh, on each of your clients, what their work status is, how much they drive annually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how many people are in their household, you know, what they like to do on the weekends. Do they have a cottage? Do they have young kids? Do they have a boat? You actually know this stuff. So when the time comes, I can know one of my clients, Mr. Dunn, who only drives 12,000 kilometers a year, what his needs are versus somebody who drives 40,000 kilometers a year. Sure. How to then target those people. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's all customized. It's absolutely awesome. So now what you're doing is you're, you're adding a little level of service that is somewhat customized to them, mm-hmm. personalized to their needs. What happens, there's so much noise out there. Would you agree with me on that? Oh, like, I mean, like there is so much messaging coming at people every day, yeah. every day, every day, in every aspect of it. And for them to sort through all that in their brain and decide what is most important to pay yes. attention to, because that's yes. what people have to do, right? Yeah. They got to kind of go through this whole thing. There's all this stuff coming at me, and then I've got to decide where I'm going to spend. And they naturally do this now. They go, I need to ignore all these things mm-hmm. and I need to pay attention to certain things. Yeah. You're commanding attention on those things because it's personal to them. Yes, yes. And the fact that you are taking the initiative as the professional, because if, if you're the professional in the field, mm-hmm. you know whether you're a doctor, lawyer, dentist, 
you know, automobile salesperson, if you're the professional in the field, yeah, I you should be the one to to deliver the advice or to initiate the advice to say, here's a solution. Yes. Okay, it's not a problem yet, but let's not even make it a problem. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. So what you're saying is you're basically saying to them, listen, I've been thinking about you. Yes. Absolutely. Right? I've been thinking about your family. This must be happening in your family right now. Have you thought about this? Could this be a benefit yeah. to you? So it's outwardly focused. Yeah. So mm -hmm. so and the, the four components must be included for you to even have a chance mm -hmm. to have this type of command over your client's habits mm -hmm. is number one, value. You, if it, if there's no value in the in the, in the yeah. discussion or in the proposal, yeah. you're just taking advantage of them. So don't do that. That's number one. Yes. Because then you'll you'll lose them forever. Yeah. Uh, you have to be authentic, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to create solutions. So solutions driven, mm -hmm. value based, mm -hmm. and the value is this is where people, you know, misunderstand value. Uh, value is not about giving away the store or giving away more for less. Value is in the fact that you can solve this problem so that they don't even have to work, think about it, right? Mm -hmm. It's in the time you save them, mm -hmm. right? And then, so so solutions-driven, value-based, authenticity, and convenience, because it's mm. convenient for them. Yeah, right? make it easy for them. Yeah, because people are so yeah. busy today, oh. right? Everybody, yeah. what's, what's, what's everybody's biggest commodity? Time. Oh, it's crazy. Nobody has the time. I have a I have a uh, insurance lady that calls me up. She goes, "Your insurance is coming due on your on your vehicle uh, in in about two weeks. You want me to come to your office and do the paperwork real quick for you?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Can you come in between my eleven o'clock and twelve o'clock appointment and meet me at the office?" She's like, "Absolutely, I'll meet you there." Yeah, and done. she comes. She's got the paperwork all ready to go. I sign. I give her a check. I'm done. Yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't you? And you know what she's doing? She's making sure I'm sticking with their company. Of course. <laughs> but, but you know, and, and even if you could get, you know, a ch cheaper insurance for 100 bucks a year. I don't even think about that. But, but you have to get up and go out of your office to go sit and talk. It doesn't even Forget enter it. my mind. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> like, game on. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Here's the reality that you may or may not know. The top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately that I still use every day that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com.